Welcome to another edition of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, the award-winning show covering fishing, hunting, conservation, destinations, and other outdoors recreation across the greater Northwest. Northwestern Outdoors is brought to you by Max Lur, Sportsman's Warehouse, Sina Sea Seafood, and Wallowa County Chamber of Commerce, and the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program. And now, let's see what's happening this week with your host, John Cruz. Welcome to the show. I don't know about you, but I've been pretty busy as of late. Last weekend, I was at the Tri-City Sportsman Show. Very well attended. They've really grown that one, and that was all sorts of fun. Also, got to meet up with a lot of my fellow outdoors communicators for an annual meeting of the Northwest Outdoor Writers Association. Happy to report that my good friend and frequent guest, Troy Rodakowski, that outdoors writer from Junction City, Oregon, is our new president. Looking forward to doing some great things with Noah in the next few months to include a trip in September to Hell's Canyon. As for this week, I have been exhibiting at the Washington Sportsman Show in Puyallup. As a matter of fact, I'll continue to until Sunday. I hope you'll drop by my booth to chat and maybe take home some swag. And if you're a Saturday listener and want to hear about some places to go fishing that fly a little under the radar in the Pacific Northwest, drop by the Blue Adventure Theater Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon because I'll be giving a seminar on that subject. This week on the show, we've got some great guests for you that we met at the Tri-City Sportsman Show. The first one you'll hear from is John L. Wenger. He is the owner of JCM Custom Tackle, and he paints some beautiful walleye and bass lures that'll catch fishermen and fish too. As a matter of fact, he will actually paint personalized lures for you. So if you've got an idea of what you think would work really well on a lure, you can get a hold of him and get that lure painted. After we talk to John, we'll have an extended Max Minute for you, and then we're going to talk to Aaron Hawheim. He is the owner of Chasen, the Bite Guide Service. He specializes in salmon fishing on the Columbia and Willamette Rivers and out in the ocean beyond Astoria, and he's got all sorts of great trips lined up for you if you want to hop into his 26-foot covered Lumawell boat. Our final guest of the day is also a guide. That would be Mark Hall. He is the owner of a float in a field, and he offers fishing trips on the Snake River in southeast Washington for walleye, for salmon, for bass, for perch, and he will also get you into a whole bunch of channel catfish, good-sized ones too, at the mouth of the Palouse River this spring. In addition to these fishing trips, Mark also is a hunting guide, and he'll take you out spring turkey hunting or maybe deer hunting this year too. There's a lot going on in this part of the Evergreen State, and I can't wait to tell you more about it when we talk to Mark. In addition to this, we've got some information about other sportsman shows coming up, and of course, your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week, where you get a chance to win a $25 gift card from America's Premier Outfitter. So without further ado, let's get things started as we always do with another edition of Sportsman Spotlight with David Sparks. Fill every crevice of your freezer by hunting these small game species this winter. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight with Fish and Game official Roger Phillips. I'm hungry and I've got some room in my freezer. And it doesn't have to be some big game animal. There are alternatives, right? Yeah, we do. And it's one of those kind of overlooked things. I don't think a lot of people do it, but rabbit season, squirrel season, they last pretty much throughout winter. And there's also still some upland bird seasons open and waterfowl season. So yeah, there's plenty of opportunities to get out there and keep hunting and keep putting meat in the pot. Small game hunting through winter is a great way for hunters, young and old, to develop their skills and confidence without breaking the bank. You don't need specialized or expensive gear to hunt them, just a 22 long rifle and or any shotgun. 
warm clothes, and boots suitable for hiking. The skills learned while small game hunting, including tracking, handling a firearm, field dressing, and cooking the animals you harvest, harken back to the early days of the sport and later translate directly to big game hunting. In particular, learning to process and clean small game helps new hunters understand the basics of field dressing before they move to larger game. Seeing the woodlands blanketed in snow and pocked with fresh game tracks is like following a treasure map, and instilling these young minds the habits and patterns of various small game species is a great way to connect youth hunters to the land, animals, and hunting. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. If you look close enough, you can see the hidden potential within your fields. That's why an agro-liquid nutrition plan starts with the crop and identifies the precise combination of primary nutrients while focusing on the support of secondary and micronutrients. So every nutrient is working in harmony for your crop to reach its full potential, maximizing growth while offering lower use rates. Apply less, expect more, precisely. Find an agroliquid dealer at agroliquid.com. The Ag Information Network, covering over half of the nation's potato acres and a third of the nation's wheat. We've been bringing news and information to these Pacific Northwest producers for 40 years on 73 radio stations. With the large amount of farmland that our network covers, our region's farmers are on the go, tuning in behind the wheel of a truck or tractor. The Ag Information Network, trusted and transparent journalism lasting for the next generation. Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? That's right. You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. If you have a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts, this is the platform for you, and you're going to find it's much more affordable than you think. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com, and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com. A seafood bounty is waiting for you on Northwest Oregon's Tillamook Coast. Catch a limit of big salmon, haul up a pot of delicious crab, plan your visit today at TillamookCoast.com. In with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. We're broadcasting from the Tri-City Sportsman Show at the Hapo Center in Pasco, and we're catching up with John Elwanger. He is the owner of JCM Custom Tackle based in Hermiston, Oregon, and he's got some really beautiful lures he's got for sale. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. So these lures here, they're not ones you make yourself, but you repaint them. Tell me more. Yeah, so I'll take lures either sent in by the customer or purchased from us and recreate them into our own patterns for bass, walleye, pike, trout, uh, steelhead, anything like that. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what, the colors definitely pop. Very eye-catching indeed. And I got to ask, are they eye-catching for the fishermen or are they eye-catching for the fish as well? That would probably be both. (laughs) We have our favorite colors and other fishermen as well have theirs. And and I think it's fishing with confidence and with customized lures. You know, you get that confidence in you and I think you're going to perform better. 
Well, this area is known as one of the best places in the Pacific Northwest to catch walleye, especially big walleye during the winter. So I thought we'd spend a little time talking about some of your walleye lures here. And one of them I want to start off with is a really good wintertime offering, the blade bait. And that works really well in reservoirs. How does that work in the Columbia River when you're dealing with current? So in the Columbia River, you know, especially in the fall and winter time, you know, we find fish off deep ledges, which a 5 8 ounce blade bait or even a three-quarter ounce offering will get you down, get you down there where they're living in that time of year, and it'll give a vertical presentation, but also give some thump and some reaction bite type scenarios, as well as the bass fishing too. So we've caught a lot of monster bass, smallmouth bass, doing the same thing, fishing for walleye. So one thing I've seen a lot of people do that I think is a mistake is they really reef on that blade bait. They'll pull it up like two feet. And that's a mistake, isn't it? You know, it all depends on the fish's mood. So you really have to find what they're looking for. A lot of times, you know, we try and stay in that 18 inches to the bottom. But sometimes we're dragging the boat faster than the current to try and get more aggressive down the river. Sometimes we're holding in the current and actually holding that blade bait. You know, walleye will eat a blade bait when it's not even moving sometimes. Well, the colors are absolutely amazing. Why don't you tell me what... A couple of your favorite colors are to use on the Columbia River this time of year in the winter. So this time of year, I like to go with two different styles. So I like to go with a chrome-based lure with some purple or blue flash. And then I also like to have um, a craw-type color, which is going to be your dark burnt orange, you know, black back, things like that. That's interesting that you choose the craw because aren't all of those pretty much buried under the mud this time of year? The walleye eat them. Interesting. Very interesting. I guess that's all that matters. All right. Let's turn to a plug that has really made a name for itself with walleye anglers last few years, the Bandit. Tell our listeners about the Bandit, how it works, and what you've done to it. So the Bandit is probably one of the most popular trolling lures for walleye. It runs great. It doesn't need a lot of tuning. It's a versatile bait that can run 18 to, you know, we run them 30 feet sometimes, depending on current a lot of different color offerings and obviously you know we customize them even further to the fisherman's liking well you've really got some interesting patterns here i'm looking at one that's kind of a almost how do i say this like a santa fe influence in terms of navajo painting in terms of the the coloring but you know it's got a blue back it's got some really interesting markings and a white and then an orange belly but i bet it works they do. So this one that you were talking about is basically a skyline is what we went for with some snow-capped mountains and uh, basically a like a twilight night. Oh, um, you see, I'm the guy that flunks the Rorschach test, everybody. So <laughs> here I'm thinking Santa Fe, Navajo pottery, and it's like, no, no, yep. look it again. It's just, yep. yeah, skyline. it's yep. a skyline at night. But, All right, that's why you're a lure maker and I'm not. But you know what? The fish eat it. So while I... Um, we like to do a balance between realistic lures, um, like our perch patterns and our, some of our shad patterns. And then we like to break outside the box and really go to some of these more vibrant, really in-your-face type of uh, color patterns that sometimes work, depending on water conditions. So the bandit, again, goes down 18 to 30 feet. When you get it down 30, you're putting some weight in front of it? I typically don't. So we have run snap weights, and we do run lead core downriver sometimes. 
but typically we're just long lining and we'll, you know, we'll take it, you know, 180 feet out if we have to. And like I said, depending on current is going to change those numbers. All right. Well, let's talk about the other plug that you've got here for walleye, the WNC Reaper. I'm not familiar with this one. How does it differ from the Bandit? So it's got a little bit tighter action. It's got a little bit more of not so much of a wobble, but more of a side to side shake. It typically performs better in the summer for us doesn't dive quite as aggressively and deep as the bandit but we definitely have done very well on some of these offerings of the wnc reapers what's your favorite color to use in the spring again waters are are pretty you know muddy are we looking at some sort of chartreuse pattern Uh, actually no so some of my favorite colors are more basic and darker patterns so darker purples and and things like that are actually kind of my go-tos all right how many days a year do you spend on the water not enough (laughs) good answer i think i qualify for that as well okay so you're in hermiston but you sell everything online so what's the website that we need to send people to to check out these absolutely beautiful painted lures they're going to catch a whole bunch of walleye you also have bass lures too but we'll save that for another conversation okay yep do a lot of bass stuff too absolutely so it's jcmcustomtackle.com or you can email me at jcmcustomtackle at gmail.com and i love to do pure custom work if you're thinking about a pattern or have something in mind i like to get pictures and see if i can recreate it for the customer oh Fantastic. So either buy one that already exists has been repainted or design your very own color. And John will do it for you. The website to go to again, jcmcustomtackle.com. That's jcmcustomtackle.com. Or email them at jcmcustomtackle at gmail.com. Get a conversation started. Buy some of these beautiful lures and take them fishing and catch yourself a whole bunch of walleye and other species too. John, thanks for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Yep, thank you. In other news, I'd like to remind you about those three bass fishing tournaments being put on by Limit Out Performance Marine at Potholes Reservoir this spring. The first is the Pro-Am Tournament where you can fish as a pro with a boat or as an amateur from the back of a pro's boat. April 25th and 26th, I'm definitely going to be fishing as an amateur, hoping for a good cash payout as a winner. But if you're the pro and you fish it, you have the opportunity to win a brand new Phoenix Bass Boat. Right after that, May 4th and 5th is the Big Bass Tournament. Hourly cash prizes for the biggest bass weighed in each hour and a very big check for the winner who weighs in the biggest bass of the two-day tournament. And don't forget the Pothole Shootout. That's June 6th and 7th. Everybody fishes on June 6th. The top 10 move on to day two. And there's going to be some serious money won there as well. Find out more at BigBassTrail.com. That's BigBassTrail.com. And make plans to attend all three of these events and make your reservations at Mardon Resorts today. Biggest shows in the Northwest are coming your way this winter with hundreds of exhibitors and deals waiting for you. 
It kicks off with the Washington Sportsman Show, January 31st through February 4th at the Washington State Fair Event Center in Puyallup. Be sure to check out the Addicted Fishing Mega Bash movie premiere, the annual Head and Horns competition, the Kids Trout Pond, and a special appearance from Randy Newberg, who will also be at the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show. That's happening at the Expo Center in Portland, February 14th through the 18th. He'll be joined there by the Born and Raised Outdoors crew, Addicted Fishing, and the meat eater himself, Steve Ranella. You'll also want to check out the huge kayak pond and sail going on, as well as the Ladies' Day Out on Friday with Candy Yow. And don't miss the Loophold Movie Night on Saturday. Find out more about both shows at thesportshows.com. That's thesportshows.com. We'll see you there. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio and to an extended Max Minute, brought to you by Max Lur. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio and another Max Minute, brought to you every week by Max Lure. With us again, Bob Loomis. Bob, let's talk kokanee this time, but let's not talk kokanee in Washington. Let's head to Idaho. What's one of your favorite fisheries there? Anderson Ranch Lake is a really, really fun fishery. It's up in the middle of nowhere and you know the the fishery they've got some really good fish in that lake and i know it everything's cyclic but uh, the last few years they've been uh, pretty decent fish are we talking 11 13 inches or bigger oh we're talking larger we're talking you know 16 18s uh you know really nice fish well that's certainly worth a drive from anywhere in the northwest how do you like to catch them especially we'll say in the early spring once the ice comes off one of my favorite lures to fish early in the spring is I like to use the Double Whammy Kokanee Pro. You know, it's got a smile blade on there for attraction and, and a little bit of movement on your lure, as well as the bead, beaded products, basically. And they're all high UV beads, so they work tremendously well. People overlook them and have overlooked them over the last four or five years because of everybody's gone to hoochies, micro hoochies, uh, different types of plastics, things like that. And I got to tell you, the Double Whammy Kokanee Pro works fantastic early in the spring. And when we're talking early in the spring, fish are a little more lethargic. What kind of speed are we talking in terms of trolling speed and how deep? Well, it just depends on where that feed is in the lake. Bottom line is, is, you know, once you find those fish, you're going to fish to them. Speed-wise, you're going to be fishing 0.8 to 1.2, 1.3 at the most. All right. It's a double whammy Kokanee Pro. Look for this lure and others to help you catch Kokanee this winter and spring at a sporting goods store near you or online at maxlure.com. Looking for that extra something that will get more salmon or trout into your boat? Then check out the Double D Dodger from Max Lure. The Double D does double duty and helps you catch more fish. The Double D's flash attracts lunkers and the Dodger's patented stop-start action works wonders to get those fish biting. The Double D does even more by acting as a side planer to get your bait away from the boat where the fish are more likely to be and more apt to strike. The Double D Dodger, it's the Dodger you've got to have from Max Lure. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter, full of the gear you need to succeed this hunting season. Firearms, ammo, archery equipment, decoys, clothing, boots, and more. You'll find it all at Sportsman's Warehouse. Better still, the knowledgeable staff can help you with tips to help you bag a trophy or a limit. Find a location near you or shop online today at sportsmans.com. 
Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? That's right. You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. If you have a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts, this is the platform for you, and you're going to find it's much more affordable than you think. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com, and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com. I'm gonna take you fishing, honey You're gonna love it Gonna get up before the sun Rise above us Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We continue to broadcast from the Tri-City Sportsman Show in Pasco, Washington. And we are catching up with Aaron Haheim. He's a Thai Viking. His mother is from Thailand. His father is Norwegian. And, and he is the owner of Chasing the Bike Guide Service, offering trips on the Columbia River for salmon and steelhead and more. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So how long have you been in business now? So this is my fifth year guiding, five years. And before that, though, you were also in the industry. Yeah, before that, it was about tackle manufacturers. So I uh, worked on making tackle and different designs for those fisheries. So figured, well, if a lot of folks are using my tackle, I guess I can use it for guiding. And that's gone very well so far. Tell me about your boat. So I have a 26-foot Aluma Weld Formula V with the offshore so it's actually an ocean boat that one's great in in smaller rivers as well so i do have the ability to run in the river or in the ocean nice and i know some of our listeners are going to ask does it have a marine head no marine head <laughs> well we we do have five gallon bucket for the ladies and then we have a smaller bucket for the guys perfect absolutely perfect and it, it is a covered boat. So a lot of times in those areas, people run sleds. I actually run a fully covered boat windshield to keep us out of the elements. So it's a lot more comfortable ride. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you're talking buoy 10 or when you're talking the early Chinook fishing on the Willamette or the Multnomah Channel. When's that going to kick off this year? So, I mean, you could start as early as, you know, late February, March. I personally don't start until April. I like to get it going a little bit more before I actually bring clients in. I'll do a lot of um, recon trips and stuff like that, of course, but actual paying clients, I'll start in April. So how one person may go after Springer's might differ from how a guide with clients goes after springers because you want to make it easy for the client. So how do you do it when it comes to the spring Chinook fishery on the Multnomah Channel and the Willamette River? Yeah, so I mean, I think the biggest benefit that guides myself included, we have the, the ability to put multiple rods out. So we can do something different than, you know, say, you know, a weekend warrior that has one or two rods in the boat. We're running with anywhere from four to six rods. So it allows me to do different colors, different smells, you know, or, or, you know, scents. And at that time, we're all, most of us are all running bait. So I can run, um, you know, herring on, on some rods, anchovies on the other, brined in different, like I said, colors or scents. If we get one fish, great. We get a second fish, oh, of course, a third. Now the pattern's there. We're able to make a change to that one specific thing. So I think the biggest advantage that a guide has is a lot more rods in the water. Now, are you fishing downriggers, I presume? No downriggers. No. Really? Okay. Yeah, we don't run downriggers out here traditionally. Just our water's not very deep. It's uh, usually shallow. I mean, the deepest I'll run in springers would probably be 30 feet. But in most cases, I try to stay in those uh, teens, high mid to high teens, low 20s. So no downriggers needed. It's either just a naked, you know, mooching rig with, a, like I said, a herring or an anchovy. Most of the time, we're going to run a, an inline flasher. We'll run leads. Again, it just depends whether we're on the 
the, the Monoma Channel or if we're in the, the Willamette and then the Columbia. So typically we do get a few di- shots in the Columbia. Uh, the first part of April, it's still open, but it's anywhere from six ounces to lead to maybe, you know, 12 to 16 ounces max. Tell you what, personally, I like fishing that way a lot better than with downriggers. I think it's a lot more hands-on, and you're just more involved with the process than the guide setting the hook off the downrigger and handing you the rod, and you're just reeling it in. So I like that. Yeah, yeah, it allows you to put your line out yourself, um, especially you know if it is a you know a client or, or a, a customer that doesn't fish a lot they get the chance to to learn, right? That's one of the biggest things. A lot of my clients are, are folks that actually have a boat already or I've had boats in the past. And that's the biggest thing is it allows them to just focus on fishing instead of running a boat and, you know, getting it on and off the trailer and things of that sort. It allows them to just enjoy themselves and take in the techniques. Like you were saying, is they, they can run the rod themselves. I run everything with line counters so they can get it very precise. I also offer left and right-handed reels. I know not a lot of guides do that, but I want to make sure you are the most comfortable. So if you're used to running a, a right-hand retrieval, I have it. If you're used to running left-hand retrieval, I have it. I like it. like that a lot. Let's talk about the forecast for this year. What are you hearing so far? I know we don't have anything official yet. So for springers, it's, it's not looking great. Not too bad, but it's probably... So, so here's the thing. With springers, they usually way over out over forecast like last year they blew it way out of the water forecast and it didn't happen we did have a decent year i did pretty good for it so yeah springers are kind of a hit and miss one it doesn't look to be awesome but but decent of course the fall if it's anything like last year it's going to be amazing and they're saying it could be the same maybe slightly better so far still quite early all right. Well, let's run through uh, the rest of your season. I mean, so far we just focused on the spring. Uh, let's get into summer. Where are you going to be fishing? So, you know, late spring, early summer, that's June. I'll be more than likely sitting on the hook and chasing June hogs. Mm-hmm. So if, if it opens or when it opens, uh, they'll be on the Columbia. If it's not quite open or let's say they're just not coming in yet, we'll end up on the Willamette chasing the late springers. And then July, I go straight out to the ocean. So in July, we'll be on the Pacific Ocean near Astoria. I actually uh, have a slip out of Skippinon Marina. So July is all ocean. That is a, a king or Chinook coho silver fishery. The one thing that I really like about that is, one, the ocean fishing is typically the best, right. the easiest, to be honest. Now, not everybody can go in the ocean because of sea sickness and stuff like that. But it also gives me an advantage along with the other guys that are out there in July, of getting an idea of what's going to happen when buoy 10 kicks off, August 1st. Right. So then you join the crowds for the combat fishing at buoy 10. Yes, I'm, I'm with the crowd at the combat fishing. Again, I, I think um, for the handful of us that are out there early, we kind of have a little leg up because we've been there for a month already, kind of have an idea where the fish are, are coming in from, uh, what the numbers look like. And then, so we... We're in the river. That's why it gets so busy down. Everybody's like, why does it get so crazy in August? Well, because the river opens. Not everybody can fish the ocean. So now they can get somewhat of an ocean-type fishery, but in the river. I'm fortunate myself and, and again, a lot of other guides that can go in the ocean as well. We can do the river in the ocean if the clients are up to it. So we really have the best of both worlds at our hands when it comes to August fisheries. Last but not least, you also offer catch-release sturgeon fishing April through June, don't you? 
Yes, April through June, actually in July. So April, May, catch and release sturgeon um, on the Willamette and on the channels, pretty good. June, I don't like to do it so much because by that point, they're starting to migrate down to Astoria, to the estuary. And then we do it in July as well because that's where the, the big boys are down there in Astoria. I'm already down there for the ocean fishing. It's a great option too because, you know, sometimes you can't get out, right, in July. If I have folks coming from out of town, there's always that chance of, hey, you know, if you want to just get out and at a discounted rate, we can go and catch some monsters in the river in July if we can't get out in the ocean. So April, May, June, potentially, usually they're gone by then. And then again in July and then September, of course. So Last but not least, steelhead. Are those basically just incidental to any salmon you might catch? Absolutely. You got it. So you obviously know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, so it's typically more in like June when we're sitting on the hook. June's a kind of unique fishery because a lot of times I typically like to troll. I like to cover a lot of ground. I like to get moving. June traditionally is more of a, you know, sit on the hook on the anchor, putting out all different kinds of stuff. You know, I'll run, you know, smaller light gear on the inside seam and that softer, uh, shallow water for could be sockeye, could be a, a stillhead, a shad, you know, what, whatever made, you know, decides to grab it. Sometimes we'll get a late springer and then on the outside seam on that bigger water, I'll throw out a big plug and hope for a big June hog to just, and there's no bite like that. There's no bite in the world that's like a big old hog coming in and just tacking that, you know, that big K-15 or K-16 plug. Um, so we, like you said, it, it's an incidental stillhead strike. You get one. Um, sometimes you'll get one just trolling. A lot of times you can't keep them because it's going to have to be a hatchery fish and we just take good care of those fish and it's just everybody always always asking me i have clients so like what's your favorite fish catch a steelhead oh yeah oh yeah but if you want to go after salmon or sturgeon and maybe some steelhead the website to go to is chasing no g chasing the bite.com that's chasing the bite.com go fishing with aaron haheim he's been doing this for about five years he's got a great big comfortable boat for you to fish out of and Sounds like it'd be all sorts of fun to go fishing with you, Aaron. So hopefully some of our listeners will take you up on that invitation. Thank you so much, John, for having me on today. I appreciate you. And um, I hope all of you come out to the show. It looks pretty good. There's a lot of booths here. And uh, again, thank you all. Got a bamboo pole and a leaky boat. It ain't much, but if you bail, it'll float. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're going to love it. Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We continue to broadcast from the Tri-City Sportsman Show in Pasco, Washington. And I am now with Captain Mark Hall and his son Sawyer. They are the crew behind a float in a field adventures offering trips in southeast Washington, both hunting trips and fishing trips. Mark, Sawyer, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Hello. All right. Thank you, Sawyer. So, Mark, you've been doing this about eight years now. Your home is Starbuck, Washington, and that means you're probably fishing out of Lions Ferry in the KOA there, right? That's correct. And that whole area really doesn't get 
the attention it deserves. I always think of that stretch of the Snake River, the mouth of the Palouse, as really under-pressured, underserved, but there's some really good fish in there for walleye and more. That's also correct. Uh, we have a fantastic channel cat fishery, uh, especially in the spring, usually late March into the middle end of June. And that fishery has started to get a little more popular, but we're definitely not overburdened in the area most of the year. We have quality fall salmon run in our bubble fishery near the Lions Ferry Fish Hatchery. We have a decent spring run that generally only runs two days a week that we're allowed to fish up near Little Goose Dam. Uh, that springer run can be fantastic. And then the sturgeon fishing following that Springer Run is generally, it's a catch and release only area, but it is one of the hotter bites in the southeastern part of the state. Let's start off talking about the catfish in the Palouse. You know, we, we don't talk about that very much, but there's a lot of channel cats in there. What's the average size that you catch and, and what's the limit? So in the main river system, there really is no limit on the channel catfish. So when we're talking the main river system, we're talking the snake. The snake and uh, into the Palouse, just because of the tributary aspect and the proximity for where we tend to fish most of the channel cats is considered within that boundary for the main river system so there is no size restriction no limit on them we as a company try to encourage conservation and we like to limit the clients to eight fish per person on a trip in that regard but our average fish in the last two years has been 10 to 12 pounds that's a lot of catfish to take home <laughs> that really is you know if you've got a handful of eight to ten pound catfish and you're taking those fillets you've got meals for a couple weeks ready to go that you pull out of the freezer and enjoy it anytime oh that sounds fantastic how do you fish for them our main focus for the channel cats in the area is finding most of their travel zones that time of year they're in pre-spawn mode and they're getting really aggressive about doing power feeding in order to get ready for that spawn and we use basically a lot of bottom rigs and cut baits and scent you know attractant baits that they're going to help draw them in and find you. Even though that time of year the water is generally still pretty clean, the Palouse River tends to run fairly dark and with the spring runoff can get a little bit muddy. So sound and scent tends to be pretty paramount. Let's turn our attention to walleye. Again, great area to fish for walleye. Doesn't get a whole lot of pressure. Are you fishing just that stretch near Lions Ferry or are you going further upstream? So I actually travel both directions for walleye throughout the year because the walleye is a year-round aspect for us. We fish the Lions Ferry area quite a bit in the winter and in the early spring. As spring progresses and we get towards the tail end of that catfish season and into that springer season a little bit, uh, we move up towards Little Goose Dam and fish out of Texas Rapids. And sometimes we offer a combo trip where we're doing either salmon and sturgeon or we'll do salmon and walleye. Oh, that sounds like all sorts of fun. Right, especially if the fish bite's been good that day because then, you know, you get a lot of focus factor and get to change it up a bit. As we progress into the summer months, I do a lot of evening, nighttime fishing for walleye up by the dam, but we also travel down towards the Tri-Cities and we fish below Ice Harbor and then out into the main stem Columbia as well and at times depending on you know where we're finding a hot bite or know there's a group of fish with the amount of fish that have started migrating further up the snake we do offer some trips now up around central ferry and below lower granite and that area around lower granite i've just noticed through the pike minnow fishery 
that that is a great place to catch walleye and smallmouth bass, probably the best place in the Columbia Snake River system, and nobody seems to know about it. You know, it's amazing. The uh, the locals have kept it pretty quiet. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, all those areas, uh, below Little Goose, below Lower Granite especially, it's almost always now a combo day. I mean, we book it for a walleye trip, but you're almost guaranteed to end up into some smallmouth and really some quality smallmouth. You're looking two, three to four pounds with, you know, you might find a five or six pounder in there occasionally. And we also get a lot of very quality yellow perch throughout the year. Oh, okay. When you're talking quality, we're talking like 12 inch plus? Absolutely. Yeah. That is quality. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're looking at pound and a half to three pound yellow perch pretty consistently throughout the year. You find them in big pods, especially cruising on the walleye. And like I said, and bass is a side catch too. It's a lot of fun. You're listening to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. We're talking to Captain Mike Hall, the man behind Afloat in a Field Adventures. And as you just heard, there's some really, really good fishing to be found on the Snake River and in southeast Washington. So you might want to take him up on a trip here. But we should also talk about your hunting trips, too. Absolutely. Coming up, we're looking to be bouncing right into spring turkey season. Well, that starts the 15th of April every year. We offer on all aspects a 20% discount for our veterans and our first responders, whether you're active duty, whether you're law enforcement, if you're firefighter, EMT, anything like that, you guys every day, 20% discount on a trip. We offer the youth hunt for the turkey, which is usually about two weeks before the standard opener. And that is probably one of the most successful hunts that a person can probably book is a spring turkey trip. We have tons of them and we have lots of both public and private access to be able to get on them. All right, we are running out of time, but any other hunting trips that you offer? Absolutely. We do uh, muzzleloader and rifle deer. We do rifle, well, any weapon choice for bear, as it really doesn't matter for that season, uh, some black bear stuff. And uh, new to this year, we're also going to be offering possibly in combo with a fishing trip, but it can also be designated separately. We're going to be doing coyote calling trips where we go out and set up a call and we call the coyotes in to you. And some of those will be done from the river. You know, we'll take and run the boat down and you know, we'll park it and we'll get out and we'll go out and call in the predators and make that another aspect. So all sorts of fun to be had in southeast washington with captain mark hall and better still he's offering a show special that he's extending to our listeners you have to book one of these trips prior to february 28th but if you do you get 15 percent off your entire trip so whether you want to go hunting for turkey whether you want to go fishing for catfish or walleye or salmon or sturgeon or bass or if you want to do something else like go deer hunting or bear hunting Mark Hall will do it for you. He'll take you to all the good places in Southeast Washington. How can folks get a hold of you? You guys can contact me on Facebook at Afloat in a Field Adventures, or you can find me on Instagram as well as under uh, Mark Hall on Facebook. Look up the Lions Ferry, KOA, and Marina. They have my contact information as well, and they're also a part of that 15% off. If uh, you book before the 28th of February this year, you'll get 15% off your stay when you book a trip. That is a great deal. Again, look for a float in, just the letter N, a field, a float in, a field, on Facebook, on Instagram, and get a hold of Mark and book your Southeast Washington hunting and fishing adventure. You're going to have all sorts of fun if you do. Mark, thanks for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.
Make plans to attend the 62nd Annual Bighorn Outdoor Adventure Show, March 14th through the 17th at the Spokane County Fair and Expo Center. There's going to be over 300 outfitters, guides, and sporting products there for you. There's different theme day each day, lots of activities for the kids, and the show is a great fundraiser for a great organization, the Inland Northwest Wildlife Council. So get hooked on the outdoors and attend the Bighorn Outdoor Adventure Show and find out more at bighornshow.com. Explore the Dalles, the hub where discovery and history come together. Whether the Northwest is your home or you're on an adventure, the Dalles welcomes you. Just 80 miles east of Portland is the perfect year-round escape with a community that cares about you. 300 days of sun, breathtaking outdoor recreation, and a downtown full of the unexpected. Oh, and the rich history that began before the Oregon Trail. Start planning at explorethedalles.com. Nature at its finest. That's what you'll find in Northeast Oregon's Wallowa County. Paddle a kayak or go fishing at Wallowa Lake. Hike into the Eagle Cap Wilderness or soak in the views after taking the tram to the top of Mount Howard. Then take time to explore the towns of Joseph and Enterprise. No matter how you take in this country, you're sure to enjoy it. That's the beauty of Wallowa County. And that's why we're home to one of Oregon's seven wonders. Find out more at WallowaCountyChamber.com. This year, resolve to immerse yourself into the great outdoors. Whether you're learning to hunt, fish, hike, camp, paddle, or grill, or are looking to take yourself to the next level, the place to go for the gear you need is Sportsman's Warehouse. With over 145 stores around the nation, Sportsman's Warehouse is truly America's premier outfitter. Find a store near you or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com for Sportsman's Warehouse. The Brewster Salmon Derby is going off August 2nd through the 4th on the Upper Columbia River. There's over $10,000 in cash and prizes to include a $2,000 check for the king of the pool. Register today at BrewsterSalmonDerby.com. Before we go today, we've got time for one last shot of Northwestern Outdoors Radio with your host, John Cruz. I'm glad you're back because it's time for your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week. And it's about the origin of modern-day ice skating. It being winter, I thought this was an appropriate topic. Believe it or not, ice skating first started some three to 4,000 years ago in what is now known as Finland. And the first ice skates were not metal. They were actually made of animal bones. But in the 13th or 14th century, things changed, and ice skates got metal blades. Here's your question. Which country first started using metal ice skates? Was it France? Was it Norway? Or was it Holland? One lucky person who guesses right wins that $25 gift card we give away every week from Sportsman's Warehouse. And if you want a chance to win, just email me your answer at john at northwesternoutdoors.com or contact me through our website at northwesternoutdoors.com and let me know in what country did they first start using metal blades on ice skates. Again, was it France, was it Norway, or was it Holland? Turning from ice skates to sportsman shows, just another reminder, I'm exhibiting at the Washington Sportsman Show in Puyallup this weekend. And if you are tuning in early Saturday and plan on attending, I hope you'll check out my seminar about some places to go fishing in 2024 in the Pacific Northwest that kind of fly under the radar. That seminar is going to be at 11 a.m. in the Blue Adventure Theater, but 
I'll tell you what, this is a great show. There's a lot of great deals from retailers, all sorts of exhibitors, and a really good lineup of seminar speakers that are far better than I am, including Randy Newberg, that very famous DIY elk hunter out of Montana. I'll be taking a break for a week, and then you're going to find me at the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show in Portland from February 14th through the 18th. I can't wait to see a whole bunch of you there. And on that note, it's time to go, and let's go ahead and end the show with one of my favorite songs, Tomorrow is Yesterday by Frank Prenovost, the talented musician out of Nashville that provides all of our theme music. Until next time, do take care, God bless, and make it a point to spend some time outdoors. Well, I'll take you, you take me back. Let's put pennies on a railroad track. Fireflies in a mason jar, hide and seek. There you are, just a boy back then I didn't know anything But time is one thing you can't stop No matter how you try You just take a deep breath And you close your eyes And another day goes by And before 